Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Mummy is always on top, and Mummy's got some deals. I am Lecoe in D.A.D., <laughs> and I'm joined by the Professor of the Truth, your Jam That Champion, but not for long, Dan Layton. And welcome to the Rest of the Podcast. Please do press the subscribe button. Give us a little thumbs up. Leave a comment down below to help us with the old algorithm and stuff if you're watching this video on demand. If you're watching live, join the live chat and let us know what you thought of this episode of Monday Night Raw. But if you want your statement read out on the air or any of your questions, Restalk.com forward slash support. We'll read out all of them above the five US dollar amount. Can I say immediately? Um, she calls herself mommy, and the idea of it is it's like, you know, dominant mysterio, puppy, mommy, all of that stuff. But because we're British, we can't really get away with it. So we, we have to say mummy. We have to say mummy. And that gives it a very different vibe, don't oh, yeah. you think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure I've just, you know, turned on half the live chat. So it's. <laughs> Well, that's fine because you've turned off half the <laughs> half of the hosting team. So. <laughs> you don't like it when I refer to myself as mummy? No, no, no. Hey, you don't think mummy's going to read out some ultra chats now? No, no. let's move on. <laughs> no. <laughs> Immediately uncomfortable. <laughs> well, this was your uh, your big yes. talking point you wanted to bring to the table today, Dan Late. And I turned to you in the office and I said, Dan... What do you want to talk about? And we all had a good chuckle at the Cody Rhodes reference. Yeah. Um, I Mainly because I don't know what else there is to really go into, because this episode of Raw was kind of fine. It was all right. It, it was it's it totally fine. There was some good matches bad, on there. It wasn't great. It just sort of was. And in terms of like actual things to write home about, the one thing that I kept coming to, the one thread, we talked about it with Collision yesterday, there was a thread through the whole show with um, the House of Black. Um, and the one thread through this show was Rhea Ripley doing deals. Yeah, this was not a good show if you're sick of Judgment Day. Not not at all. No. Not at all. Unfortunately, all throughout the show. Everyone's fine and everyone still loves the Judgment Day, so there's no there's no doubt Nick. Everyone is I don't know. Our ultra chats some uh, sometimes no. say otherwise. I disagree. Everyone seems to still be on board. Actually, it's a it's a bad week if you're not into yeah, sp- spooky goth groups. Because... Well, I mean, it's, I'm not into spooky nonsense anyway. Because <laughs> with like House of Black on Collision, the Judgment Day on this show, Halloween Havoc tomorrow, so there'll be some spooky bollocks going on. That's there. right. It's Halloween next week. Mm. Your favorite time of the year. I'm all right. <laughs> um. But yeah, so the thing that interested me this this whole show really was um, Rhea Ripley going around making some deals to the point where I was like, "What? 
What's she up to? It didn't seem to make any logistical narrative sense to me. So let's kind of recap, and then I'll throw to you to give yeah. your, your big picture as to what, to what you think is going on here. So last week, uh, well, actually it was two weeks ago, we mm. saw Rhea Ripley in the background of a shot having a chat with Drew McIntyre. Yes. And then on the on last week's show, Seth Rollins sort of asked her about that. Sort of like, you don't think you can beat Seth Rollins on your own, so you're looking to turn to Judgment Day. Seth even made reference to it on this show after Drew beat Sammy in an excellent match with the help of Rhea Ripley's distraction. Mm-hmm. Had a tremendous match the two of them did. Seth was like, I'd like to congratulate on your first win as a, an official member of the Judgment Day. Mm. All this sort of stuff. Burn. Burn. But on this show, Rhea also approached Seth and gave him essentially the same offer, which is that, look, I don't think you can beat Drew on your own. And look, we I know we were trying to get the title off of you, but it's all based on respect. Mm. So we're looking to offer our services here and help you retain uh, against Drew McIntyre because you currently are a champ, but you could be the champ. And there's only one way you're going to get to be like Roman Reigns. And that is by being the forever champ and having a group at your back. And so we've got Rhea Ripley courting both Seth Rollins and Drew McIntyre, effectively making them deals. She is the de facto leader of the Judgment Day at this point, not that Finn and Priest realize that. So you have a theory as mm. to why Rhea is doing this. Well, because while this stuff with Seth was going on, I'm like, well, do, why, why are they... First of all, I was like, actually, I would rather see Seth be part of the Judgment Day. I know that sounds kind of weird, but like, I'm a bit tired of what i perceive to be a stale character uh as a baby face and i in the course of looking at old footage and doing lists and whatever over the past couple of weeks i've been reminded of the monday night messiah gimmick and 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 mm-hmm. the, the stuff with this particular character that did help it get over that has been taken away from by making him the guy who has to be the leader the face of the company la 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 so i was like oh that would be interesting but also that doesn't make any sense because they were they were at his throat so why are they but if priest has the money in the bank briefcase why wouldn't why would priest welcome seth to be in the the group that doesn't make no kind of sense and then later on in the show drew and seth had a head-to-head where they were both accusing the other of being swayed by Rhea Ripley in the Judgment Day. This is where Seth approached him and said, congratulations on your first win as an official member of the Judgment Day. So I wondered, does this mean that Damien Priest might cash in at Crown Jewel? Does it mean that what she is essentially trying to do is get in the head of both um, Seth and Drew to the point where each of them are... Because if Drew doesn't win what next for seth as champ Mm -hmm. and then what next for drew it feels like a weird a weird moment however to change the title i guess there's a narrative uh satisfaction in the he won it in saudi arabia he lost it in saudi arabia if you wanted to talk about that at any stage but i wondered whether or not she's trying to get in their head to get them both distracted to keep them both being looking over their shoulder both a little bit like well i don't really know if i can trust that you're going to have a fair fight this whole thing has been about i want you at 100 percent, but hang on aren't you talking to rhea ripley well are you talking to rhea ripley la 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 so that they're both kind of on edge so much so to the point where they can be distracted enough that priest can come in and steal a victory i really like it as a pitch 
I really, really like it. The, mm. the, the, Rhea Ripley is this master of puppets. Like a Lady Macbeth. Yeah, she is just, sort of, oh, you know, master of puppets. So I'll, I'll speak to my Metallica fans out there, who is just sort of, you know, like... And, I'll speak, a- and I'll speak to my Shakespearean <laughs> fans. Uh, I only read a handful of Shakespeare plays. She's so. not even really Lady Macbeth, I'll be completely honest with you. No, but, uh, yeah, I, and I read them all at school. Yeah. I have not done since. I did Twelfth Night, A Midsummer Night's Dream. Mm-hmm. Anthony and Cleopatra. Oh, spicy. The only three that I did. They're great. But, yeah, you know, not when you're at school. No, not particularly. Mm. I much prefer reading Lord of the Flies. Anyway. And you much prefer listening to Metallica, which is where we get the Master <laughs> of the Puppets. Anyway, so she is a Master of Puppets here. She is pulling all of the strings. And she is... Because at uh, Fastlane, mm. when Damien really wanted to cash in, it was Rhea that stopped him and said, now is not the time. Mm. So what she's basically doing is like for the last four weeks is creating the right time. She can pull these strings. I'm going to confuse Seth by thinking that we're aligned with Drew. I'm going to confuse Drew by thinking that we're aligned with Seth. Then those two are just going to be at such heated odds with each other. It doesn't matter which one wins because my boy Damien is going to cash in and he's going to beat whichever one stands tall at the end, which will likely be Seth. And if you imagine the idea that they're both in the match they've taken, because at Fastlane, as you rightly point out Rhea was the one to say this isn't the moment even though when you look at that match they knocked seven hells out of each other it was a it was very good the, moment it was the right time to do it however Priest had also received an injury so there's an argument that she's like this is not the opportune moment for you to get and keep this belt now they're on the high of having won the tag belts um, imagine if you will they're, the tete a tete, they're having the little fight that's going on. They're really at each other's throats, and then suddenly Judgment Day's music hits. Triple H goes, What? And um, the, they're both like turning ready to be the one to be betrayed. Yeah. But they both get betrayed. And actually, this is the moment that Damien Priest sne- sneaks in. And also, you could, you could do it without like before the finish of a match mm. so you could then have you don't have to pin drew or you don't have to pin seth or which whatever way do you want to go which as a way to do to protect it also and I'm, so i'm looking at it from like a, a storyline perspective and i think it makes complete sense and I, and I really like it as a pitch if i'm looking at it from a wwe booking perspective i'm now sort of looking at they just announced a Cody Rhodes versus Damian Priest singles match. It's mm. an odd That's choice. True. That's an odd choice, isn't it? Not really if he's going to cash in and win at the end of the night. Because you can have Cody pin Damian and then just have Damian end the night as champion. Allah, Seth Rollins at WrestleMania 31. Very, very, very good comparison. And uh, as you talk about, you don't have to have one of them be pinned clean like Seth doesn't have to pin Drew or vice versa because that's what Seth did that's how you protected Brock and Roman yeah you, you could know. you could do a heist of the centuries mm. type deal but do it with Damien this time because mm. otherwise like at, the, at this point the, the briefcase feels like a bit of an albatross around it always can do if you're not using it right I think but I think as we're looking at it, you know from WWE fans perspectives of we haven't had a long hold of the briefcase for a while like usually the briefcase is kind of cashed in quite i mean austin theory had it for it was around this time last year but austin theory was also constantly teasing like every paper was coming out teasing it in like damien's not doing a lot of that um it's not to the same degree of, of austin theory was anyway so yeah i, I like that as a pitch mm. uh, i'm actually fully on board uh with your suggestion and i will probably steal it uh, for when i go and record the next episode <laughs> of three counts almost definitely but then so will they so really <laughs> you know one of these days i'll get and, and michael oku will, will hate it i'm sure <laughs> 
Let's not blame Michael Oku <laughs> in, in all of this. If Let's... it had gone the other way around, I would have blamed Nina. <laughs> One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's, a, it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Uh, well, let's see what you thought of this episode of Monday Night Raw uh, in the alpha chats. Please get them in. Rust.com forward slash support. We'll read out every single one of them. Above the five US dollar amounts and Valab Mamadipudi is kicking things off. And he's been a member for 29 months in a row. He said, here's the thing, though. I've been called Mammy by my friends all my life. <laughs> but have you been called mummy mummy yeah mummy mummy's gonna read some ultra chats if you don't mind uh blake whitehouse here says one thing i booked in my head was that elimination chamber they have a chamber match full of gunther's most challenging foes seamus ricochet brunson reed nakamura gable and mcintyre and the winner faces him at mania for the ic title (sighs) see that's a lovely little idea although i when i first read this ultra chat i thought you meant gunther's final bow is in the elimination chamber Mm. Uh, and it, and it's he he starts and lasts all the way through and and loses to a Chad or a Sheamus or whatever right at the end of the elimination chamber. I thought that was a really tasty idea uh, and a way to make him still look strong in defeat, even though he already does. Mm. Um, 
I, I like that. I actually don't mind. Also, I mean, it sets up, you know, Gunther being this like real cool final boss. Yeah, we said final boss a lot over the past year, haven't we? Yeah, well, I, I think Gunther is like the almost the personification of mm. final boss status. Uh, I just think he's just absolutely perfect for that sort of thing. Uh, it's, it's whether or not you want to use one of your chamber matches to set up a number one contender for an IC title when you've got two world titles that are currently sitting there and one Royal Rumble winner, mm. you probably would have thought that the other chamber would be used to crown the other number one That's contender. the traditional way, isn't it? Well, it's what they used to do with the old two yeah. title situations. So like, but maybe I'm looking at that at a, as a reductive mm. old way that we used to do things. Like this is a new era of WWE mm. now. Ultimately, they booked the show. They could do whatever they want. So yeah. like, they could... Uh, just have them be, you know, find find another way to have a challenge. There, there might make uh, there might be a, a a more appropriate story, and they use the elimination chamber in this way. And absolutely, like plus, it also removes the idea of Chad Gable winning the belt at Christmas. Yeah, and I like that. Yeah, big festive happy days. Big festive happy days. Uh, Bacon Rashers uh, donated here to say hi, lads. After reading the background last week, I kept an eye out this <laughs> weekend. Got Zaya Lee. Ha! I think Rhea wants to wants to cause a rift and get in the head of everyone that's not in the Judgment Day. Apart, so. <laughs> What what Bacon Rasher has done here is abbreviated Judgment Day to JD. Purposely so. So I read it like this. I think Rhea wants to cause a rift and get in the head of anyone that is not in JD apart from JD and JD can focus on winning. So what, what uh, Bacon Rasher is saying there quite logically is the head of everyone that's not in Judgment Day apart from JD, JD and Judgment Day can focus on winning. Yeah. This is where we're getting stuck. We we do this in our own notes. JD, oh, yeah. JD, JD, JD. As well as for this uh, Friday's Three Counts episode yeah. uh, predicting uh, Crown Jewel in three words or less slash fewer, my JD McDonough is uh, JD notes and irritants. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, Bacon Rash also is, uh, adds here, P.S. I'm annoyed that I'm going to miss Crown Jewel with you. Well, we will miss you, Bacon Rasher. There was a moment when I met Bacon Rasher at the last, at the Money in the Bank party we did. Mm. And, you know, I met him at the bar and we just shook hands. He was like, hey, I'd love to see you. And I said, yeah, it's nice, nice to meet you. And then he sort of paused and he went, because he, he told me his name and his surname was Bacon. And then he sort of uh... went, and I was like, <gasps> Bacon Rasher, and he went, yeah, and I was like, oh, hello, yeah, 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 and uh, and then I stole one of his, and then later on in the night, uh, a barman came up to me to get a drink, uh, even though he'd been there first. Uh, oh, you, that's why you're the ultimate heel. I was about to say you're the baby face because you recognise people, and I have like facial and username blindness. Um, but I, then you stole the spot at the bar. That I is did heel move. I walked up to the bar and had not seen that Bacon Rasher had been there already. Mm. And I, the barman just approached me. I would say that's on the barman because they should be across all of these things, not coming to the A-list celebrities first. <laughs> well, they didn't. <laughs> Simply. <laughs> Do we, did you have the, the, the pub at all in trauma that I did? No, because I was in the press box. No, 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 no. I mean the pub before All In. I was in the oh. queue for about oh, yeah. 40 minutes. Well, was, so because I, myself and um, Mayor of Painesville, Dan, and Pete, and a, and a couple of others, we were there from like 10. Mm. So we got a table and we got to like just get our drinks in pretty early doors. And it was like, you know, quite quite easy to get to the bar and stuff. Yeah. And then after that, because I'd got like the first like couple of rounds in, everyone was just buying me drinks because right. you get into like a round thing. So I only had to go to the bar once mm. when, it, when it was about that lunchtime, one o'clock, two o'clock rush. Yeah. And 
Rivens, it was busy. Then. It was very busy yeah. indeed. But like also there's the bar people, they when it's when it's that crusher people, they're an element of like, oh, look, who's next? I, I, I have sympathy for them on that one. Oh, but I, I have less sympathy for them because they also were just sort of looking at I was I was looking at the five people behind the bar and I was like, You were aware that eighty thousand people were coming <laughs> today, right? Yeah. Well they And I, they sort of paused and both. No. No. Well that's the thing. I don't think I don't think it it wasn't particularly well uh advertised around the local area put it that way i I saw it multiple times at london bridge no no no. as in like that it was happening and that there were like normally when there are events at wembley around the local area they are like there is an event these days we can't sell this we can't do that be prepared uh even in in the in the buildings they'll they'll have like a notice being like make different plans for this day because you won't be able to drive you remember none of that so i wouldn't be surprised if the local businesses were like huh hmm Oh, okay. It's really busy today. I guess people are coming to this event. Uh, and Chris here says, Hi guys, am I the only one that feels uneasy with the Nikki Cross thing? As I hope it's to do with uh, Alba and Isla rather than with Bray, and Bo, uh, Bray, Bo, Alexa, Braun and Rowan. Uh, the only ones that should do anything with it. And I mean, uh, just moves like Sister Abigail, if at all. Uh, I, hadn't, I didn't think for one second it was anything to do with Bray Wyatt. Or even Alba, Fire and Isla. Oh, I thought Isla. it was to do with that. Oh, really? You thought they'd also put a curse on her? Because this was just Nikki Cross. This is what Nikki Cross does. We'll save it for Nikki Cross because I had thoughts. Okay. Well, let's get into the show itself. Um, and we have Michael Cole back on commentary. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much, Mike, for being here. <laughs> uh, and JD opened the show, Judgment Day, that is. But it was just Finn and Priest. And it was opposite day because Cody Rhodes came out to interrupt their promo yeah. instead. And you'll never blooming guess what happened here. The only got into a brawl and someone else ran down to even up the odds. Not a bit of a scrap. There was a little bit, yeah. I, I actually... I quite, I quite like Cody's whole thing here, just being like, guys, we all know that Rhea is the real leader of this group. And yeah. uh, you're just as bad as Dom or a little bunch of subs. And then he challenged Damian Priest, or rather Damian Priest challenged him to a match at Crown Jewel, which Cody Rhodes accepted. And the big spot at the end of this, because Jey Uso was the guy to run down and mm-hmm. break up some of the fights or stop Dominic Mysterio getting involved, is that JD McDonough helped Damian Priest attack the ankle of Cody Rhodes, shattering the ankle, as we were later told in the show. Mm. I actually appreciate when the show starts the same way every single week, because we get up early to watch it to make sure we've made our notes. And I, I'm a sleepy boy, so I don't have to pay too much attention right at the beginning. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's it's just... Ah, there's the Judgment Day. They're going to say they run Raw. I've got time to go and get a coffee. Like, we're all good. Um, and then I was like, oh, I guess it is the start of a Saudi show, so Cody Rhodes has to have an injury. <laughs> like, <laughs> Well, yeah, it's Cody Rhodes going into a match. Got to have some adversity. You know, otherwise, what story could he tell in a match? There you go. But yeah, it was like they shattered the ankle, and like it was being helped backstage by Adam Pearce and Jey Uso. And yeah, they later on announced that it was... I think they said it was either shattered or broken. Mm, a hurty foot. You got a very hurty foot. Stop him, that main event, though. Um, we had Alpha Academy versus New Day, and Akira Tozawa has officially joined mm. the Alpha Academy. 
He came out wearing the gear. He did the thank you thing with him. And he was at ringside uh, with them for this match. This was very good, like house show action. Yeah. Perfect opener for Monday Night Raw. Just four great lads getting in there, doing some belting wrestling. Just fun, fun, fun all the way through. I really enjoyed the spot where Xavier Woods, copying what Otis did, mm-hmm. did a backwards caterpillar. But because Chad Gable had blind tagged in, Chad Gable locked him in the ankle lock as he was doing the Caterpillar. I thought that was a fun spot. Yeah, it was a really fun spot. But in the end, New Day just won clean. Mm. They were the better team on the day. Woods also had a new move that I quite liked. There was a sort of like, they had him on the shoulders and then there was a, a, a lift and a twist and a slam. And it just, I don't know, it was something quite nice. I was like, oh, little little fresh. This was a weird a weird match for me and i don't mean that necessarily in a bad way because the, the action was really fun i also wrote down that spot with the uh with the worm um it just was this thing of like oh that that was a that was a win um and then we've moved on like i i don't know it just felt like it just happened house show is a great way of putting it um also uh if you are con- committing to pushing shadow as a single star elsewhere and you don't want to lose the academy shtick you can do a lot worse than having Tazawa and otis tag together under the tutelage of chad gable um and going when we had a moment later on in the show feels like that's probably the way they're going to go down um so i guess i just quite liked this segment but i also was a bit like oh oh that was a finish well, particularly when they lost yes. uh, alpha academy that is because it is I, I feel they have lost a lot of the momentum yeah. off the back of the the, the gunther thing like that the, the gunther loss feels like quite a while ago and kind of since then chad has just been beaten and beaten and beaten we said this very much last year though which is the chad gable he can take a loss he, and he comes back like, like I, I actually took this out of my edited review because i was like you know he's taking a lot of losses and it feels like he's lost momentum but the special thing about chad gable is that he can get it back he can quite quickly with just you know a handful of backstage segments and vignettes and what you know one or two good matches under his belt to one of big wins and mm. oh we're off to the races because even in even in the losses he has like, he gets a lot of stuff in you know? Yeah, but like I look at Maxine on the outside, and I'm like, oh, that was that's another like bit of wasted potential. I feel like that was something that was genuinely like a really hot act, and now it's just she's just there. She yes, doesn't I agree feel, with that. She doesn't feel special, and I feel like Chad doesn't feel special at the moment either. He just sort of feels like a guy that wrestles every week on Raw. I think that little run they had with um, the Viking Raiders was so great in part because of how unexpected it was. I think it was like, a, oh, this is. All of it was very short. All of it was very lower card, but it was so well executed and so simply plotted and so brilliantly put together and performed by all of them that I think we all became quite enamored with it. Um, As the, yeah, the crowd were going ballistic for yeah. that and stuff. And I think that uh, again, it's this. I like that she's. I like that she's just a part of it, given her own yoga sessions last week, and, and in a way has. Tazawa as her protege in in an mm. odd you know the I'm now the newest member of the academy I've got my Letterman jacket it's your turn there was a, I don't know I I I'm I've not lost it yet I, I think these things come in waves and it's cyclical and and it won't be too long before they get another another batch but some things go and something come back yeah. do you know what I mean it's yeah. it's that yeah we'll certainly see on that one uh jackie interviewed becky lynch backstage and they were doing the whole shtick of just like she's defending the nxt women's championship tonight and also tomorrow night but they're really just heavily promoting the tomorrow night one and then to be like oh yeah and also also tonight as well okay jackie was like how are you preparing for tomorrow night's match at halloween havoc i was like well i've got i've got this one tonight first Mm -hmm. i've got to do that one first 
I think it was the other way around. If I'm not misremembering, I'm pretty sure Jackie was like, you're defending tomorrow, but what about tonight? And Becky was like, well, I can do both. And it was, and it, it is that thing of like, huh. And then my thought more, more than any of that stuff was like, what the set's right there. Why aren't you doing this on the set? Which is literally feet to, oh, there's Zia I understand. It's, yeah. it's, it's supposed to have depth in the background. Fine. Yeah. Zia was uh, stalking in the background, yeah. uh, looking to get her shot at some point. Uh, we got a video promo for Ivar, which was very, very cool. I love this, this was stuff. really, really cool. That's my, this is so my jam. Yeah. Anything vaguely Game of Thrones, anything Britannia, like all of that, Boudicca, Beowulf, give it to me. Yeah, this was really, really cool. It was all like uh, VO'd by Valhalla mm-hmm. and it sets up Ivar as this singles monster. Yeah, and it was cool. The idea that like it's because he'd proven himself as this like Viking warrior that she she mentioned about having a blessing from odin and the thor mm. kind of thing there was like it was this full ceremony to crown him there was a literal crown on his head i really liked it we had the interaction with seth and rhea ripley where rhea was offering the services of the judgment days like a bit of insurance for seth rollins at crown jewel and she mentioned roman reigns mm-hmm. and the bloodline and she's like you know you could be you're just a champion at the moment but you could be the champion and Seth was like, I don't want to be Roman Reigns. I'm going to be my own man and be da da da. And he's like, I don't want to be like Roman. And I got a bit of a pang and a bit of a worry. Oh, man, we've now got two general managers. They're setting up brand warfare. Survivor Series is coming up. We're not going to do a champion versus champion match, are we? Could do. Oh, man, so I hate two belts. And then I mentioned this to the editor review, and I was like, why is Luke so against the idea of Roman versus Seth? It's like, oh, I'm not against the idea of Roman versus Seth. They've got loads of cool history that you can play off of. I've just got zero interest in watching the WWE champ go up against the world heavyweight champ, in which like one of them is going to lose. It'll likely be Seth, and that doesn't help Seth in any iota whatsoever. Um, did you not like Daniel Bryan versus Brock Lesnar? Well, no, I, I didn't like it because it was WWE Champion versus Universal Champion. I just liked the match was great. But, but, I, but I, I don't think but I, that I, it took away from no, Daniel Bryan as WWE Champion. That's not, that's not the point I'm making. I'm not interested in watching the two champions go against each other. Because one of them will have to lose. One of them has to lose. Like, And actually, it, did, it didn't really do much. Daniel Bryan literally won the belt like five days early, mm. like three days earlier. And the first thing he does is lose to another guy i, see, also, I like, disagree there's, with you. there's a very different speciality as well between brian danielson and brock lesnar and then watching roman reigns going up against seth rollins who have just got way more of an interesting story to tell outside of i am the champion of my brand and you are the champion of your brand that part i agree with where it's like it is because it's the time of year they shoehorn it together and it's not got because of the brand's separate because of whatever it's not got that kind of um uh, marquee feel of like what happens where it's not the community shield like i guess nobody cares <laughs> about the community shield which is the premier league champion versus the fa cup champion mm. but i don't know there was something in i used the daniel bryan brock lesnar match because i actually disagree with you that it that it was the first thing he did was lose i think that's a a misrepresentation of what happened which was that he won the belt was getting this new character over and almost won i i feel like there was this moment of like Oh, it's really cementing Daniel Bryan's new character to lose in this way to Brock Lesnar. There was something about it that felt like, I don't know, right. And it was good and it was exciting. And it only worked because it was champion versus champion in that way. It, it only worked. Whatever. Um, that match would have worked if it wasn't champion versus champion. Yes, but it, I, don't, I don't think champion versus champion was in any way negative to it. 
I don't think it did anything negative to his championship run. I don't think it took away from okay. either belt. But did, I don't you think... go, did you go into that match being like, oh, I get to see the WWE champion versus the Universal champion? That's a different or conversation. We, I think. We, well, that's the conversation I'm having, Dan. Like that's that's the thing. That's what doesn't excite me: the idea yeah. of champion versus champion. Because like I, it, for me, it doesn't do anything for me. Right. I'm excited to see Seth Rollins versus Roman Reigns. That is a given. Like that's a good. I'm excited to see Brian Danielson versus Brock Lesnar. I'm not excited to see WWE Champion versus Universal Champion because ultimately it means nothing. Mm. So you either have Roman pin Seth and away we go and now Raw has got a champion that got beat uh, by the other guy. He's, and it also solidifies that belt as not the top belt in this company. I think or, that's the crucial part. Though. Or you do uh, a NAF DQ finish. So what was the point? Or C, Seth beats Roman, and then like, well, what are you doing with Cody Rhodes then? Like, like, there's no real good, there's no good answer in all of this. It's all in the presentation, right? And I think the presentation of champ, you're like, I don't, I'm not interested in seeing champion versus champion, and it doesn't mean anything, and it's, it doesn't ultimately matter or anything. I, I get that completely because. Um, especially when it was the universal title and all of those things, it didn't really like. The, the, you don't like two belts. You're never going to be convinced about two belts, even if the two brands are completely separate and they don't see each other literally any night except for Survivor Series. Mm -hmm. You're never going to be convinced of that, so I'm not going to waste my breath trying. But it is ultimately down to whether or not they back it up. If it was, it. This is where I go back to they're in control of it. If they're in control of the story, they can make that feel like something special. In this moment, I agree with you. It doesn't. And that's a massive problem with this World Heavyweight title that doesn't feel like a World Heavyweight title. Mm -hmm. It feels like a secondary consolation prize that they made in a because there was that tug of war between Vince and Triple H. This was this was never the intent for this this belt, let alone the World Heavyweight Championship. I don't think there was supposed to be one, personally. I think there was always supposed to be. I don't agree. I think that belt was supposed to be the one that replaces the, the current Big W, personally. That maybe has, has dampened a bit now they've got a giant concrete one outside, which means we are stuck with this design for a long time. Mm. Um, but if they're going to build to that kind of thing, it, it imagine that both... <sighs> I'm asking you to do a lot of imagining and I hate it because you're going to interrupt me and tell me off, but I'm going with me. Imagine they're like genuinely two belts of, of an equal stature and you have that moment and then one of them loses. If you use that in a storyline, suddenly that champion versus champion does mean something. Mm -hmm. That's not what they're doing. I think that's where the frustration is. Whereas like, I'm not going to complain about seeing Seth Rollins versus Roman Reigns. No, and neither would I. Yeah. But I, I don't like brand warfare. Mm. Brand warfare means nothing. Like if Raw wins, but that's there. That's it can mean something. I, I disagree with the notion that it will never mean anything. But I, but I think you you have to do so much legwork in a very short space oh, for of this time year. Yes, for gets for people to be excited to mm. see Raw and SmackDown go head to head in direct competition. Mm. And if we haven't made that work for twenty plus years, I don't know why that would suddenly change now. Mm. Like you, can, I all, all I'm asking is put some stakes on the line, right? Like. Because there was that year where, like, I was like at the SmackDown, and this is the thing I'm about to say. There was that year where it was either Raw or SmackDown got a clean sweep, and I can't even remember which one it was because it doesn't matter. But Raw got a big clean sweep over SmackDown. What did it mean? Nothing. NXT beat Raw and SmackDown. What did it mean? Mm. Nothing. Because it doesn't mean ultimately, it doesn't mean anything. And Roman beating Seth as the Universal Champion over the WWE, the World, the World Heavyweight Champion, ultimately means nothing. So I'm not interested. I just got zero interest in the idea of a champion versus champion. So what you're saying is without the build, you don't care. It's 
No, that's not what I said. However, <laughs> it is what you said. That's not what I said. <laughs> but I don't disagree. Like, I never said that build doesn't matter. Hmm. That's true. Because <laughs> like, now you're trying to put words in my mouth. <laughs> um, but yeah, I also appreciate I'm very much in the minority on this one. Because mm. people are into the idea of brand warfare. People seem to like champion versus I just champion. Think it's, it's, people it's, like two world titles and stuff. So I appreciate that I am in the minority on this one. I just think it's how they book it. If they, if they, I, I, don't, I actually don't think it requires... I don't think they can do it this year because there's not enough time and they're already on the mold. But like this time next year, if they committed to the bloody brand split, <laughs> it could feel like a big moment. That probably isn't what's Yeah, so actually another good point. Yeah, like we keep doing lol brand split, but then people tell me that the brand split matters. And then you tell me that the brand split doesn't matter. So like I don't I yeah, I think you've got to do a lot of legwork to mm. make this mean something. Mm. Uh Indy and Candice were having a chat, and this is a a, a bit of a hilarious WWE production here. Because what happened in this segment was Natalia walked up and said, Hey, if you want advice for your match, you come and find me. Mm. The match was next. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she left it quite late. Yeah, so Natalia walked away, and then Indy Hartwell was like, "Well, I've got to make my entrance now for my match." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but that wasn't really. It wasn't a, a punchline of the segment. I do like though. That I think there is a fun character dynamic we're heading to with Natalia. You don't hear me say that very often, but <laughs> which we'll get to when we get to the Nikki Cross match. But I think it ties into what we get. Uh, in what we had in this segment here ties into the Nikki Cross thing later on. But what we did have was Becky Lynch versus Indy Hartwell um, with Candice watching from backstage. It was a totally fine little match, um, about nine minutes. And uh, it really was just a backdrop for the, the Lyra Valkyria match. Yeah. And that's totally fine as well. That's the big match you're promoting for NXT tomorrow night. And Becky won. So yeah, I, I think this served its purpose in hyping up Lyra Valkyria versus Becky Lynch for NXT. Thumbs up. I very much agree. I, I literally wrote Fit for Purpose as well. Yeah. I think I would have liked for like Indy to get in the face of Lyra a little bit just to sell the idea that she could win. If this is how we're going to book things, if we are going to have a match on Monday for the belt, but we're also going to like show that there's going to be a match at Halloween Havoc for the belt the next night, make it clear that either could win. Like We don't have to necessarily 100% believe. Becky's probably going to win this one, but there's always a chance. And the chance is that Indy's getting in the face of Lyra saying, like, don't don't just assume i'm out like you know mm. what i mean like a, a little bit of that would have been quite nice but the match itself did kind of what it's supposed to do what becky's doing here i think is really good for the division as a whole and i think honestly after the kerfuffle that was the trish feud for all of the the high and low spots within that i think this is good for becky it kind of gives becky what she wanted which is you know a decent run working with some of the younger stars and trying to help get them over um and I, I, I really, I have a fondness for these NXT belts. I don't know what I, it is. I, I've got, I really like what Becky is doing with yeah. this belt. I think she's doing. Yeah, just, I, I like the fact that it's on TV yeah. a lot. Like it is being treated as a mid-card women's championship. Yeah, exactly that. And it is giving them time on TV. It is giving them something to do. I am absolutely all for what Becky is doing. Like mm -hmm. I, I, we just, I'm three counts on my mind because I've just recorded it uh, to go out this week. So, but like Becky, I found a really hard entry for this because like I've got no immediate predictions for Crown Jewel mm. or Survivor Series because the long-term goal is that either Tiffany wins the belt back or it's a Jade Cargill mm -hmm. thing or it's a champion versus champion thing when you get to WrestleMania and it's her versus Rhea Ripley with both belts on the line. It's like there's a lot of options you can do there, but in the in intermediate, in the, in the immediate rather, it's just Becky has good matches. Mm. And like that's that's my prediction for Becky Lynch for the next four weeks. Yeah. Becky has good matches. And that's great. 
Because that's a, that's good on TV. And to push back on some of the comments yesterday on on Collision, which which literally said as much as men don't want to see women wrestle, we just want them to look hot. Which first of all, tell me you've never had a date with a woman without telling me. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but second of all, the idea that women aren't draws, I already you know dipped in and out of NXT. I'm far more committed to NXT now because Becky brought my eyes over mm-hmm. had some banging matches and now i want to know what's going on with the breakout tournament i, I want to know what's going to go on with roxanne perez i want to know what's happening i think lyra valkyria is great i can't wait to see this match tomorrow it's gonna be real tonight, tonight. Well, i'll see it tomorrow but like yeah there's i think i think it's it's just a really like you said a few times what they're supposed to do with nxt yeah it's exactly what we should be because then when lyra valkyria comes up to the main roster i already kind of know who she is yeah you know well this is like so the other uh, three count episode that we did is which is our the evergreen version we, uh, it's every nxt takeover reviewed mm. and i was going back looking at all those 2015 2016 2017 nxts and just getting so like almost angry and frustrated with, like in my own head because i'm like man they could have been doing what they're doing with nxt then when you had this wealth of talent mm. and you just opted not to do it it was like incredibly frustrating the, in hindsight. Uh, the, the people at the top of the company were Certainly did. Well, mismanaging Vin, things. Vin, well, Vince didn't watch the product. There you go. know who any of them were. But this is the, there was a story I remembered like semi-recently of just him like booking on the fly or like he didn't re- realize that he'd not booked Alex to Black to lose for a year or something yeah. like that. He just had no idea what he was doing. Like, no, just, of course he, not didn't remember what happened week to week is any wonder that it was hard to get invested in long-term storylines oh, no, apparently the reason why sean ross app reported this about many moons ago but the reason why there were so many repeat matches on raw is because vince had forgotten that he'd done it the week previous yeah it was either we could forgotten that vince had forgotten he'd done it the week previous or he liked it the week previous and just wanted them to do it again yeah <laughs> it was it was a bad time what a time um so yeah, for, for but any, this was good. Well, I, I, that's my thing. Is like people are like, you're always so negative on WWE. It's like, man, it was better than what it was five years ago. Big time. Better Big than what time. it was two years ago. Um, backstage, Adam Pearce was chatting with. We security. missed Zaya clocking Candice. Which oh yes, uh, yes. Zaya attacked Candice backstage. Yeah, uh, to set up a match between Candice and Zaya for next week. Interesting that she doesn't want to go for the belt still. Well, she is. It's just she is picking. She's, her, she's taking she, the long road. She's choosing her moment yeah. to do it. Whatever that means. She had a little house of black makeup on as well. Mm. So it's getting everywhere. Everywhere. Uh, Adam Pierce was chatting with security backstage, and Nick Aldis walked in. Brand to, supremacy. To apologize for kicking you out of. You know, I got a little bit of power went to my head. Didn't mean to overstep my mark. I just want a little bit of healthy competition. Mm. And Adam Pierce was sort of like, you know, begrudgingly accepting this. Sorry, and said, you know what? Why don't you just hang around today and you can watch the show? Mm. Obviously, Nick Aldis had other ideas, and those ideas were, I'm going to go chat to your talents and try and uh, recruit them across, because apparently, like I was talking about this in the office saying, I was like, oh, maybe they're going to do a brand split soon. And I was like, Ollie, we just did one. Yeah. Well, we did the draft in, in the, in the we've done the draft every year. They just don't mean anything, and they don't commit to it. This is my, like, no, but he means doing one after Survivor Series. And I was like, we literally just did one in April. Right. Yeah, but like I'm saying, it was like recent, but it, it was within a week that it didn't matter. Oh yeah, like yeah. That, that it just was a th- it was a thing to pop a rating because you could search the word draft, mm-hmm. like putting rated R in your uh, in your uh, search bars or whatever. But um, which is a theory? I know it's just it's purely a theory. Also, it's said whatever. I don't care. Anyway, um, but the idea of like I like a I do like a brand split. I, this is what I'm talking about. How it, it I don't think that it is it requires too much effort to to make something like a Survivor Series feel special. All you have to do is commit to your idea. Do a draft. 
keep them separate and turn it into an internal dream match. Make it so that, oh, wait, I haven't seen this person in two years because they've been on SmackDown and now suddenly they're on Raw. If you watch every single week, it, it was a different thing when you had your own... Um, what's it called you you were your own competition because we didn't have AEW at the time and we didn't have whatever mm. it's it's a different world now i don't i just think commit to your ideas and then see what happens i really like nick aldis in this role. i do too i also love an authority figure i just like knowing who's booking the match well this is the thing is like, i actually don't when they announced that aldis was the new general manager of smackdown i was like great yeah because now like adam pierce suddenly has a defined job mm. he has a defined role it's just something we've been asking for like the last two years of like, what is Adam Pearce? Now and we who's know. Who's booking the matches? He, is a, he has a defined role. He is the raw general manager. We have a SmackDown general manager. That's great. Yeah. And I don't mind a brand split either. No. I'd much rather be able to see everyone on every show, but that's that's just me. Mm. But I don't mind a brand split either. It's just like, it's... I don't. So, you, so you want to see Judgment Day on... I mean, you already do. I was going to already do, Dan. <laughs> Even fair. when they didn't have the belts, I saw <laughs> I was them on do, SmackDown. I was going to do a comedy bit, and then I realized, oh, wait, we get that as it is. Yeah. Um, it's just I'm, I'm looking ahead to Survivor Series and being like, oh, man, I see five red T-shirts, and I see five blue T-shirts, mm. and not a single sh** between to give. War games. Uh, so but that, that's what you want to do for War Games is Raw versus SmackDown as opposed to the Codyverse no, storyline we were building for I six don't, months. <laughs> I was do I don't want to do that for War Games. Don't you? Don't you? Me? I, you just you, you, you just said War Games. Yeah, but I was doing a joke. What I <laughs> oh, want to okay. see is what we've been building. Um. Also, Adam Pearce is bad at his job because <laughs> his great big plan for getting all five of these combustible components of the women's championship match to, to sign the uh, contracts was to do it all at the same time yeah. but individually so like hey Nia Jax you come down to the ring sign this piece of paper you go stand over there Shayna Baszler you come out sign this paper you go stand over there what did you think was going to happen Adam? Mm. of course they all got into a brawl and beat up security what did you think was going to happen Mr. Pierce? well because he's got he's, he's the general manager now he's had a promotion for the exact same job so he's able to control them you know I enjoyed That's this what, segment. That was his, I did too. This was really cool. Very much. Because it was like Adam Pearce, you know, brought them out individually and they signed their, the paper and they sort of went standing there at individual corners. Rhea Ripley walks down. She was supposed to sign hers later in the night. So Adam, Adam Pearce didn't want her getting involved in this mm. segment. But she came down anyway because she is mummy and she is always on top. And she got this really good promo about this conspiracy to try and get the belts off her by putting her in a fatal five-way match. The odds are stacked against me, this, that, and the other. And I loved the line of like, but here's your big plan. You're going to have four less women in your division after Crown Jewel. It's a great, great line. Mm. And Nia Jax was then really, really great. Wow. I liked Nia in this segment. Clip that out. I thought Nia was great in this segment. Hey, you'll find no one has praised Nia Jax more than the WrestleTalk podcast over the last few <laughs> years. Um, but like, I thought she was really good in this segment. I thought she showed a lot of character, a lot of personality, and was quite entertaining. The crowd didn't buy it. And the crowd didn't believe it. But I thought she was really quite good in this. Particularly mm. because, you know, she goes to Shayna Baszler and was like, you're a smart person. So you know what Rhea Ripley is saying. Yeah, yeah you've yeah. got history. You went to Zoe Stark. was like, you're a smart-ish person. Mm. It's like, you know, you this and that. Then she goes to Raquel Rodriguez. Like, you're from Texas. So let me dumb it down for you and just repeat the same thing. I thought she was genuinely quite fun and entertaining mm. in this. But we are... It, the, the segment is also designed to let you know that the focus of this story, the fact that there are five of them, it's Rhea versus Nia. Mm. So I'd imagine the finish is going to be Rhea pinning Nia. Probably. Quite possibly. Or... Um, reopening one of the other three who matter less so that we can do that again perhaps in Survivor Series in a yeah. singles I don't know but well, no, um, by that point it's going to be uh, whoever the Smackdown champion yeah. is um, or, Bla or Bella 
Or, or Charlotte. That's true. Or Charlotte. It could be anybody. Could be Asuka. Probably, probably, yeah, though. Probably Charlotte. Um, no, I, I, I liked this too. I thought, I thought Nia did really well. The let them fight chant, which was quite possibly ironic. Um, but hey, take what you can get. And mm-hmm. if it, if it, if they, if they were to use that to build their energy a little bit, I thought Raquel did a really good job in this, just sort of being a presence and then being like, I just wish her right hand had connected just a little bit more because it was a cool moment to have Nia in her face. I agree. I was enjoying what Nia was doing, and then have Raquel just go, oh, shut up and. Mm. You know, knock her out and then start a brawl um I, I i literally wrote i suppose that means this was effective because i wanted to see it and i get it and and i do think the let them fight chant possibly was a little bit ironic but look if that's going to help you double down and, and get this stuff over then crack on we backstage had kaiser yelling at vinci about taking out gargano tonight uh and bronson reed walked up to be like hey i had fun uh wrestling your boss last week i'd really like to do it again if you don't mind and Kaiser was like, he's not my boss. And then Tazawa walked in demanding a match against Bronson Reed mm. because he's the, the power of the academy has almost got to him. He's got straight to his head. So he challenged Bronson Reed to a match. And afterwards, Maxine ran in to be like, whoa, let's not that match. Don't yeah. book that match. <laughs> no, get so excited. I, I enjoyed this. I thought yeah. it was quite fun. I didn't get the Imperium stuff, but I enjoyed this part. Uh, Johnny Gargano took on Giovanni Vinci and beat him quite quickly in a match that was more promo for Five Nights at Freddy's. I was going to say, is it this point that I must ask you, do you have what it takes to survive Five (laughs) Nights at Freddy's? Because I'm not sure after this show, I'm not sure I do. Yeah, this was... Do you remember Renfield? Do you remember that? They they did the Renfield promo. The second this match started, it cut to a promo for Five Nights at Freddy's. So really, this match was background. Yeah. Uh, and it didn't last very long. Gargano won uh, when Tommaso Ciampa ran down to stop Kaiser interfering. Was what it was. Uh, Vinci took the one final beat squarely on his head. I thought it looked great and Gargano needed at least a victory. Mm. Uh, it, it was a match. And then Nakamura cut a video promo saying that he is looking for his next opponent and he wants his next opponent to set me free. <laughs> finally like so i've done this a couple of times like i did this on the news <clears throat> what i discovered is that everyone's really young and no one remembers that song <laughs> i got you covered mate thank you yeah you can rely on me to know a 90s dance track because that is like on and <laughs> such a tune as well oh my god they did a, they did a love, set free. they did a paso doble uh, Oh, on, the, on, <laughs> on Strictly, they did a Pasadoble to Faithless's Insomnia. <laughs> and like, my girlfriend, all of Gen Z, is watching it like, and I'm in the background like, having a go. <laughs> it was so good. Who do you think uh, will be Nakamura's opponents to set him free? Uh, uh, yeah. Well, my initial thought was Gunther. Uh, yeah. Like, what else do you do with Nakamura? Gunther's there. <laughs> Bronson Reed. Look, I make this joke on the three counts that's coming out this weekend, but uh, Seth Rollins makes mid-carders. He really does! Like, you just, you feud with Seth, and then you go straight back to the mid-card with you, and you're just, like, squarely in a mid-card slot. Well, that's possibly because he's holding the mid-card belt, if we're honest. (laughs) Bloody hell. If we're honest. Compared to the Intercontinental belt, that's your your main vent. Yeah, yeah. Is it not? Uh, We then got a segment that... So, reportedly, Sean Ross Sapper said that he has spoken to people within WWE who have said, yes, the boos are piped in, right. there are boos in the building, yeah. but we pipe in more boos, and we also turn down his microphone That's absolutely to make everything down. sound louder. And it's, I find this incredibly frustrating, 
because the boos are loud. Yes. You don't need to, to do this. And I really feel like this is like when, um, you know, again, showing my age here, but in the 90s, <laughs> Goldberg was over in WCW. Goldberg. And so the crowd organically started this Goldberg chant. Mm. And so WCW took that and started piping that into shows to make Goldberg sound even more over than he actually was. The second that fans cottoned on to the fact that the that it was just being piped in, stopped doing it. Yeah. And it stopped being over. Mm. People like to boo Dominic. Don't encourage the audience to think, well, I don't need to join in with this. Because mm. they want to join in. It's fun. And like, having been in... By the way, they also do this with Seth Rollins' music. Like, his music has got the song. The, 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 the whoa chant. is already on the track. Yeah. Like, that's... You know, and, and fine, like because then because then the track stops and they carry on. Like it's a, it's it is what it is. I was at SmackDown at the O2. Logan Paul was out, did a promo with LA Knight. The noise was off the charts. Like you can't use us as an example, Dan. We're starved of wrestling. Uh, I don't think we're starved of wrestling as, as no. Well, I get what that, you're saying. That's the argument that's always been given is that we are loud, but also we are like much louder than the average wrestling fan. We are, but. I'm also noticing from all the reports that, as you say, these boos are loud. I think things are getting over. So, like, when you... when It's not like they're running the same arena in America every week. It's Texas's turn this week to do cheering, a yeah. a booing a Domino Mysterio. Next week, it's someone else's turn. And when the product is this exciting, it's not like, oh, yeah, I'll head off to Raw. It's like, oh, I can't wait to go to Raw. What are you looking forward I to? I'm looking forward to, to booing, booing Dom. Dominic Mysterio. So there is an excitement. So I do think... I actually think you can use the O2 as an example. I think you can use... Um, San Juan. They've just opened the entire arena in Chicago. The entire arena for Survivor Series, where originally they were only going to do 12,000 seats. Well, they sold them out and they were like, we'll add these sections. Well, just now we'll do the whole arena. And I, I, it was a very simple idea of like, just do a smaller stage. Yeah. Like, we don't, stage. we don't need to do the big LED screen. All of a sudden, we've now got a whole new sections that we can open up. And they're selling out as well. Which is what Triple H product. and Nick Khan had said they wanted to do when the, when the crowd was a focus, they wanted to make a smaller stage. And the reality of the situation is, I think there was an idea that because San Juan was, Puerto Rico was a place that doesn't get it very often, because London was a place that doesn't get it very often. San Juan's not a good example because that was paid for. Well, the, 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 the audience were paid for. No, the tourism board paid for. I'm talking for about the audiences. Okay, I'm not sorry. talking about where they're yeah. taking. I'm talking about the audiences. Because mm. you're, you're, my example is my lived, my lived experience of being <laughs> in the O2. And San Juan, sure, they, they haven't been there in a long time. So the audience haven't had the opportunity to cheer. They're getting it in the US as well. Chicago is a hot crowd as it is. They had all out the other week. You know, whether or not you think CM Punk is showing up, I personally will believe it when I see it. But um It's getting TNA, mate. It's going to TNA. Well, you know, why wouldn't you? Um But the the crowds want to do it and the crowds are loud. It's regardless of piping it in, it is infuriating though that you're lowering the microphone so I can't hear what Dom's got to say. Yeah, that's like, the annoying part. I don't think you need to gimmick it. Yeah. Like it's an organically over thing. So you don't need to overreg the pudding. Mm. You don't need to turn down his microphone and pipe in boo.wav mm. to make it sound like he you can't hear him because you can't hear him. Mm. The boos in the building are very, very loud. So you don't need to artificially do this. And it's also I don't, I, I don't see the point. I think it's more fun to hear what he's got to say while people are booing him. Yeah, and surely it's more fun for you to be there and be part of yeah. that than being drowned out by yeah. a sound being and like and someone's mic being turned off. Because mm. then it's like it's not as much fun then. Mm. Surely the fun of it is how loud can we be I, that we can't hear what he's saying? But if WWE are just turning down his his house mic so you can't hear, it's like, well then where's the fun? Well, I think this I also think there might be a difference between the 
the mix and what's going on in the in the arena because you can hear his mic is on. I think the arena can hear him. I don't know if the arena can hear the booze. But if you've been there, please do let us know. But uh, in the mix of the production, when they're like putting it out, we're getting on the mic lowered. Do you know? No, no. I think it, I think it's home. in the building. Okay, it's being turned down. But well, that's, that's know the, you know so. again. Reportedly, Sean Rossap has said I reached out. They said yes. We turned down the microphone and we pipe in booze because mm. we wanted to sound louder and quieter at the same time. Mm. But I don't, and I don't think it needs it because you know what? Logan Paul and Dominic Pereira are going to get booed out of this building. Such a natural pair. Such a natural <laughs> pair of swats. Like yeah. you know, just going out there and just being insufferable dickheads. Mm. And it's great. So you don't need the artificial help on this one. And you know, Logan Paul bragged about winning his worked boxing match more fake than pro wrestling and talked about how he's a free agent he's going to win the US title and he's going to be a free agent champion mm. I'd do it I'd put the US belt on him well I was going to say like what if you win because otherwise he's just the most lucrative jobber in wrestling history isn't he like he barely win wins a match does he yeah I mean he beat Ricochet oh, Slam. I think because I'm like oh he lost to um lost to when Seth. he goes for a belt he loses he lost yeah. to Seth and he lost to Roman yeah um, but then you know he'll beat Trump's like Ricochet there you go that's true Speaking of which, um, Logan brought Samantha Irvin into the ring to kind of like continue on from their little SummerSlam dealio mm. that they were doing. And he was like, you know, I'd like you to introduce me as uh, the you know, the new United States champion. But Samantha wasn't getting involved in this because well, he hasn't won the belt. And then from out of nowhere, Ricochet came down and brawled with both of them and sent them packing. And I was like, oh, we're doing Logan versus Ricochet mm. again. Or, you know, down the line, we can do Logan and Ray versus Dom and Logan Paul. Uh, Logan and Ricochet versus Dom and Logan. No, Lo- Logan and Dominic. You said Logan and Ray. So oh, sorry. Ricochet yeah, and Ray. Yeah, 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 That's sorry, what we yeah. mean. I got confused because yeah, Ricochet. Ricochet. Ray- nice. Versus uh, Logan Dom. <laughs> Logan and Dom. Logan and Dom. Um, Dominic Mysterio and Paul. It's worth a shot. Yep. You know, you got to put it out there. You miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Uh, yeah, I think that's probably where we're going. Yeah, I think we're going to do a tag match between them. Um, yeah, I, I mean, it was it was like Ricochet came out. Like, I told Ollie, it's like, what happened on Raw? And I told him, and he was like, why? <laughs> I was like, I don't know, bud. It's just Ricochet was there and he stopped. Yeah. He, he's going after Logan Paul again. Um, Chelsea, Gr- Chelsea Green and Piper Niven took on Natalia and her mystery a risky partner for this week because Tegan Knox got injured at last week's NXT um, hope that she's okay yeah they haven't, they haven't said much about it no uh, Sean is asking so he's going to find out whether it's a storyline mm. thing or what but the replacement partner was Nikki Cross Nikki Cross sort of stumbled down to the ring staring in one direction never blinking got onto the apron stared directly ahead never blinked and then when Natalia went to get the hot tag Nikki Cross just jumped off the apron, led to the finish uh, where the baddies won. So, I wonder if we're going to be doing a bitter veteran gimmick for Natalia. I keep offering advice. I keep trying to help these younger girls, and they disrespect me. Tegan Knox disrespect me. Candice LeRae disrespects me. Indy Hartwell's disrespect me. Nikki Cross didn't even try in this match. And you can do a fully heel shtick natalia bitter veteran trying to take out the younger talent before they even be- before they get a chance to become veterans almost mm. like a reverse legend killer that's an interesting idea reverse legend killer i like that i like the phrasing of that i i think it, i don't know I, it's a more it, it 
it would be weird to have done the bit where she was nice, uh, mean, and then nice, and then mean. Uh, well, this, I, I tried being nice, and you threw it back. Yeah, in I suppose my face. that's that's fair. I'd like to see her just be nice. I'd like to see her just genuinely be trying to help. Uh, but that doesn't do anything for anyone. Like we've been doing that for three I, weeks, I, and it's not gotten her over. I like, guess. At least this would be a fun yes. character for like three weeks. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. I was more interested in Nikki Cross. I wasn't really thinking about Natalia for the first time. I I, I do often think that this is role reversal. I, I often really It's like, opposite day. Yeah, it is. Um, because I, I like the idea of Natalia being just a genuinely, like, you know, the veteran presence who's there for advice and helps and, and has good matches and is like, I want to tune up or whatever. I don't know. I think that, I think you can use Natalia very effectively. I think she's in the shape of her life. I think she has... If you listen to her interview recently she did with Chris Van Vliet, she's got a real passion for this she's more in love with it now than she she was mm. a couple of years ago as well she she's feeling really good so use her properly um and that'd be quite fun nikki cross then staring like a a, a smackdown versus raw 2010 ps2 character when you fight on the undertaker and he infects all your opponents and all that stuff oh, it's so very spooky well like a uh aw fight forever model <laughs> or that yeah um i i immediately went to this is something to do with the witch's sisters so I, say, I had no. I mean, it's because I'm thinking of the the, the brand split means something, but uh, do well the brand split does mean something, but the tag titles don't. But they're not the tag. Gen. They are, but they have put the curse on the tag belts. They're going for the tag belts. The tag belts. Will they go for the tag belts in this match? What the witchies? No. You you go. So basically, what I'm saying is that like they're trying to develop this new tag division and it's like who are you going to go with as your tag partner because tegan's injured are you going to find someone else you've got this opportunity because I, I i'm not i can't remember if this was or was not i thought this was a tag title match uh if not it's just a whatever but the the witches have been on smackdown for weeks now talking about how they're witches and how they're putting curse and who could be doing this what's this going to lead to why not have them infect nikki cross's brain with their magic um to sabotage all of these other title things you know I, I i i thought it was that it might just be nikki cross's latest i'm kooky challenge that's character I, I thought it was just because this is what nikki does yeah like nikki did this after she won the 24 7 title you know mm. she was walking backstage and just like you know and missed the bin and stuff. she was smiling then to hear oh, she was oh blank. is that what the difference is yeah yeah very subtle nuances <laughs> i spot these things got a degree because um, you're an actor <laughs> <laughs> um yeah yeah, I, I, I thought it was witches. I I would like it to be witches. I thought I'd rather it was that than Nikki Cross. Cage match says it was a non-title match. Well, there you go. Cage match. That's best. Yeah, I I, I missed that completely. Yeah. But either way, I do I do think it would be more interesting for the witches to be getting in everyone else's business as well as the belts. Yeah, you know, no, I agree. But I, I I yeah, I like that idea. Uh, this idea of like Natalia being a I mean, it's my own idea. Of course, I'm going to like it of uh, Natalia being this grizzled vet. Mm. Reverse off. Legend Killer is a really nice yeah. pitch, and I think like because you were saying you want we want to do something with Natalia, like she loves this business. She's like you know really she loves it more now than ever. I was like I want to give her something with a bit of substance, a bit mm. of me as opposed to like hi, I'm Natalia. Mm. I've been here for twenty years and I've had two good matches. <laughs> Would you like me to have another not one of those good matches? <laughs> being facetious, of course. She's had two great matches. <laughs> um, Drew and Jay had a little chat about the bloodline um, because he was like, oh, you know, I saw you lost the tag titles last week because of the bloodline. Get over it. <laughs> that was really good. Yeah. Um, and then the Miz was trying to chat to Adam Pearce. He was doing his Miz shtick and teased about possibly going to SmackDown. And Rhea Ripley walked up, signed the contract for the uh, women's title match, and then the camera 
followed Rhea Ripley to do nothing. Mm. Like she yeah, walked up to Dom, with Dom and she had a little tender moment with Dom. But in the background is the Miz being like, where's the camera going? Yeah. Why, is the, why isn't the camera focused on me? It's my backstage segment. But then the, the camera comes back to being a floating fourth wall camera. And I'm like, pick a lane. <laughs> <laughs> No, Dan, I liked the Miz segment. You're supposed to also like this. Oh, no, I liked the Miz segment. But it is this... uh, It's the same thing with Parks and Rec, where the first season of Parks and Rec, they have it be a mockumentary, and they go and knock on someone's house who doesn't expect them to be there, but suddenly there's a camera on the other side of the room, and there's not the camera that they were talking to seconds before. The camera's not there anymore. Pick a lane. It's consistency. This is what I was learning at uni. Um, But also, also I will say here, uh, because... Sami Zayn came out before this segment started. So that's when I wrote down, this is the AW Women's Division of WWE Television. I can point out how dumb the running order is all I want, but it'll never change. This is me bashing my head. I'm like, they're never going to change the production style. No, I will get to a more of like my... my Egregious one. My big... Uh, WW production irk mm. uh, momentarily, in fact. But I did like I did like this Miz segment. To be clear, I did like what the Miz was doing. I came into work today and I said, "Hey Tempest, guess what?" And he went, "What?" And I said, "The Miz might go to SmackDown." Oh yeah, <laughs> he's already told me. <laughs> he lost his mind. He's like, "I can't have him, Waller, and Theory on the same oh, show." But that's what they're going to do. They're going to NXT. Oh. Miz on NXT? Miz is the general manager of NXT. Doesn't that sound way more interesting, Miz going to NXT, than it does Miz going to SmackDown? Interesting. Up next, this was easily the best thing on the show. This match was fantastic. It was Drew McIntyre versus Sami Zayn. The crowd were white hot Mm. for this match. This is awesome chance going. I loved Drew. Speaking of uh, white hot, I loved Drew going for white noise. Yeah. Going for Sheamus' moves and stuff. I really like that. They were just going back and forth, and it was Drew being great, and it's Sammy being the best baby face who ever baby faced. Mm-hmm. And Rhea Ripley comes out and she causes a distraction on Sammy saying Drew hits the claymore for the win. Doesn't acknowledge that Rhea helped him get the win there, but does the immediate like raise my hand referee like a heel would mm. do. Leaves the ring, storms past Rhea Ripley, and Rhea's just there going like <laughs> but in Australian. <laughs> so Bonza. Great. Hey, 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 mate. <laughs> hey, hey, mate. Mate. Understood. Mate. Um, oh, Drew mate. was working full heel in this, like like yeah, slow, know, dominant, right? aggressive style. The whole there was no question about it, and I really, really liked it. This has been a, such a good energy for his character for the past couple of weeks. As Sammy hit that lovely, he leapt up and did a moonsault. It was, it was like, all right, baby. Yeah, fair play to you. Good, good work. When he went for the exploder and didn't manage to lift him, I thought that was really tasty, like in the corner, because mm-hmm. Drew was being big dominant heel in this match. Yep. Um, and yeah, this is where I first really went, I have no idea what's going on with Rhea's recruitment drive. Like, I'm not sure. Um, but then that, that played into something a little bit later. So this is you know. great. I loved this match. Loved, loved, loved this match. Uh, I thought Sammy was so great. Drew is awesome. Mm. Drew's just so, so great. He looks so cool. Yeah. And the way that he was moving around the ring, I cannot wait for his match with Seth at Crown Jewel. Yeah. And Ollie Davis mentions this point a lot. It's not because of Seth I'm excited. No. It's like every title match that Seth has, I'm rooting for the other person to win the belt off of him. Yeah. And I am again because mm-hmm. I want I want to see Drew be the guy that wins. Because mm. I think Drew's way more interesting. I do too. I really do. Uh, Aldis was backstage talking to the party girls and absolutely towering over them as well. Because they're very mini. And uh, Adam Pierce walked up and said that 
But stop trying to recruit my talents. Mm. We just had a dra- we just had a brand split. We just had the draft. Stop trying to recruit my talents. But all Nick was trying to do was share how much he also likes to party. And also, like if I was the party girls, I'd be going out of piss like, well, you don't book us, right? Yeah. <laughs> when was the last time I was on TV? Because they come into work hungover every week. <laughs> well, speaking of which, Nikki Cross walked past, and yeah, uh, and uh, Adam Pierce was like, I need a drink. I thought that was quite funny. It's quite funny. Um, this was genuinely my second favorite thing on the show. Akira Tozawa versus Bronson Reed. You just been okay. It's your standard Bronson Reed squash match and stuff. But man, Akira doing the big comedy selling, the mm. big goofy selling for it, making a bit of a flurry comeback with his slaps and chops and stuff until Reed hits the win with a tsunami <laughs> in a fun, fun time squash match. I had a blast with it. I was highly entertained. I was too. And I only have one question as a result of it, which is do you have what it takes to survive Five Nights at Freddy's? Because they mentioned it yet again. <laughs> Uh, no, I really enjoyed this match. Um, it was I, fun. I loved Maxine at ringside. Yep. It was just like trying to cheer on his hour, but it was also being like, oh, This buddy. is what I mean why, I, like, you're right, the momentum kind of has, has stifled a little bit, but I actually like what they're doing here. And they had another segment in a minute that I, I in fact, it was the immediately next segment that I really liked. Which was that New Day and Alpha Academy were showing off the sports team belts that you can buy on www.shop.com. Dallas Cowboys. And uh, the, oh, of course they were in Dallas, that makes mm-hmm. sense. And then uh, DIY walked in and said, hey, tag teams, am I right? And that literally is what they said. Yeah. And then Akira Zell came in being like, how I hurt. And so they handed him the belt. And he did his little dance while holding the belt. They're going to run that into the ground. Yeah. Uh, because it was gift last week. So now they have to do it on every single show. And they all stood in a row. Mm. And it's my big WWE pet peeve is everyone standing in a row. Yeah. Not looking like actual humans. Saying things like tag teams, am I right? And the segment ends. It was a yeah. good advert for WWEshop.com. Yeah, it was. I mean, this was also the tag team equivalent of that time they had all the women down in a row the other week do you remember that yeah this is uh this is the whole tag division the whole tag division in a row and you know new new re-energized tag division the new day uh this is what chad gable said i can help you become a good tag team wrestler so tozawa otis put together under his tutelage which allows him to go off and be the single star uh diy are back together imperium you know all the rest new tag division new tag belts let's do it i've been testing them Put them on telly. I will wait and see on this new tag division. Mm. I'm doing big Bucky O'Hare. Triple H likes um, tag team wrestling. He's also been in charge for two years. No, uh, he he hasn't. He's been in charge for 18 months then. Mm. And he had, Vin, Vince was rewriting shows remotely for a period of time. All right. Um, we had the Drew and Seth segment. You're pissing all over my chips today. <laughs> this, is, this is opposite day. <laughs> Normally, it's my go to be a, a little windbag. I, I, I hope you're right, Dan. <laughs> I want to be wrong. I like to be wrong on things like this. I'd like to have a nice, good tag division. It's just that I, I'll believe it when I see it. Well, we'll see you next week with DIY versus Imperium, which I'm sure will be. Well, I'm sure we'll go four minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and ask the question: Can you survive? <laughs> Uh, and the main event was main event Jay Uso versus uh, Damian Priest. Jay had the match won, but Finn Balor ran down to uh, cause a distraction and Finn interference, and Priest stole the win. Finn gave Jay a coup de grace afterwards, and Cody hobbles down to make the save, and despite the fact he had a broken ankle, stood tall. Yeah. Uh, it was it was the funniest of his SpongeBob walks, <laughs> I will say. Yeah. Uh, there was also a We Want Tables chant in there, which I was like, why? 
Why was maybe, there? Maybe you should pipe in noises. A, a little control. bit. Maybe we should take back everything we said moments ago. <laughs> maybe the Thunderdome was the best yeah. movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, this was this was fine. It's just, it was alright. It was a good was, match. It was a way to finish the show. Yeah, yeah. And that was kind of my feeling on this episode of Raw. Yeah, that was fine. Yeah, you really do feel all three hours when there's no gun to the match. Yeah, I'll give you that. You do. Yeah, that's true. Because like uh, once when Drew and Sammy started hitting each other, I was like, oh right, yeah, come Let's on, go. I'm, I'm, I'm awake, I'm, I'm back into this. Because I guess show was just fine. It was just mm. it was there. But when it's three hours, it's like man, three years a lot of hours, David. There. It's just there. Yeah, and it was a fine three out of five show, mm. two out of five show. Doesn't really There's nothing here that I thought was like egregiously bad in any way. Oh god, no. no. And, um, I, and again, like I always say, there never has been in a Triple H uh, era Raw. Mm. There's never been. And actually, like I can see over your shoulder there, but. It's like no ultra chats about this. Mm. Like no one has got anything to say about this show. We, I mean, we literally had a conversation. What shall we talk about? And my only thing was a, essentially a fantasy booking pitch. Yeah, because um, you were you're desperate to try and get a W. <laughs> How dare! <laughs> well, before we get into, in fact, actually, ding, ding, ding. This is your last call for ultra chats. Uh, why don't you tell us what you thought of this show while I tell you about this? Watch WWE Crown Jewel 2023 alongside Luke Owen, Ollie Davis, Tempest. Dan Layton from WrestleTalk and over 100 other wrestling fans, along with a live version of our board game series, No Holds Board. We'll be raising money for charity and doing our live reactions to Crown Jewel from the venue, which means you'll have the chance to be on camera and be part of the WrestleTalk live experience. This is the best way to watch wrestling pay-per-views and tickets are available now. Get your tickets today and we will see you there to be part of moments like this. Jay has the spark, has got it in! One, two, three! Jay got it! Jay got it! Jay did it! Jay did it! Jay did it! Jay did it! Oh my god! We were just, uh, we were watching that and being like, there's some of my favorite things in that. Mm. The, there's the Aladdin Hawaiian shirt at the front <laughs> who doesn't count the three. Yeah. Because he still doesn't believe it's going to happen. Mm. That, that, my friends, is wrestling magic. <laughs> that is why wrestling is the absolute gosh darn best. Yeah. And that's why watching wrestling pay-per-views with us is the gosh darn best. I cannot wait to be amongst those people mm. during Roman Reigns versus LA Knight. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Do you what do you I mean we'll do predictions in a couple of weeks, so there's still a bit to, to figure out. What do you reckon with that one? Well the Roman wins. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of where I'm at too. But there was a little part Well, nice not winning. Well, but then I didn't think that's all. Then Booker T was like, I mean he could. And I was like, Oh yeah, there is always that one percent chance. That's all it takes. <laughs> there isn't. There's not even a one percent chance. No, with Sammy it made sense because like Sammy was so over at that point. That's me trying to just create a little bit more wrestling magic. <laughs> no, well, here's me creating my own wrestling magic. There's no chance in hell. <laughs> There's no chance in hell that LA Knight is winning that match. Yeah, I agree. But what if I'm wrong? Um, all right, let's get into the rest of your uh, remaining Omega Chats. And Blake Whitehouse here, he says, in regards to the brand supremacy stuff at Survivor Series, I'm fine with it. Yes, it ultimately means nothing, but every time they do that gimmick, it usually ends up being a fun show. At the end of the year, that's all I want. Well, it didn't in Survivor Series 2021. But nothing was fun in 2021. <laughs> but Survivor Series, well, Survivor, I was back in front of fans. That was Golden Egg Show. Was it? Yeah. Oh, God. 
And that's the oh. only thing people remember of that show is the golden egg thing. Oh, and uh, Shinsuke Nakamura finally made it onto pay-per-view as US champion. I was oh, IC champion at that time, rather. so I was like, I've blocked a lot of that from my memory. Um, Terilio Marcus here says, Hey guys, who do you think will be Gunther's next challenger? Maybe Johnny? Also, I see Gunther live this Wednesday in Munich, and I will see you guys in January at the watch party. Oh, that's why he wasn't on Raw. He's probably already over doing pr uh, stuff doing pr stuff yeah, probably, it's, yeah. this this sunday is uh they're at wembley stadium oh, oh. arena not stadium yeah it's gonna yeah, say <laughs> the sunday just for a house show <laughs> oh yeah you yeah, know just, just pack a couple in on a rainy sunday honestly they probably could yeah like I, I think wwe is such a hot product right now they could just put a house show on a wembley <laughs> stadium and would sell it out the internet are gonna hate you for that clip what do you mean? Why? Is you that, saying that? Tell me when I'm telling well, lies. Some of the some of the internet. Yeah. Right tell me yeah. when I'm telling lies. Yeah. Um, I'll bring up the Survivor Series thing again. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I don't think it's going to be Johnny Gargano though, because he's very much in very tag much team. Tag am team I right? I would. I mean, there's a little part of me that sees Shinsuke and it's like, well, I mean, Gunther. Gunther is a, a, a man unto himself. Mm. Hayesfield dynamics be damned. Yeah. You know. Um. That Dylan guy said, honestly, giving Logan the US title is the right... Someone said Survivor Series 2022 was awesome. That wasn't a brand supremacy show. That one doesn't count. <laughs> yeah. can't You can't give me a reason to sort of like brand supremacy, then give me the show that wasn't based around brand supremacy. Brand supremacy doesn't matter because they don't treat the brands like uh, like brands that matter. If they treat them separate and make it feel like by, by splitting the brands and actively having them be split and they never, ever cross over... That makes the idea of, well, let's have this super card and see who's the best. That makes, at the very least, a bit of fun. What I wouldn't give for your optimism. <laughs> what I wouldn't give. I don't have it anywhere else. For your level of optimism about the brand split and brand supremacy. It's just a, just committing to your stories works. Um, so that Dylan guy says, honestly, giving the US, Logan the US title is the right way because he's going to get booed out of the building. Might as well give him a title. It can be sponsored by Hula Hoops or something <laughs> like that. It's also time that Seth loses the title either to Damien or Gunther. Oh, poor Drew. Mm. Uh, I putting the title on Logan Paul's a great idea. I, I think it could be very effective. Also, we talked about this with the idea of giving him the money in the bank briefcase or giving him the, the world title to just carry around or whatever. The US title uh, it, it is a one you don't need every single week. You know, mm -hmm. it's got a long history. 75, it's, it's, 75 was when it started. It's got the word champion in massive letters all, on it. And the US flag. And you can take that to all the whatever it is that Logan Paul does when he's not at WWE, yeah. his fake boxing matches or his podcast or whatever. And like we talked about this last week, the, the whole thing of like him cutting that promo after the boxing match being like, I'm going to go to challenge Rey Mysterio and then Rey being on that ESPN podcast and stuff. It's like It makes them feel like a big brand, a big deal. It does. And Logan Paul walk around with one of their belts. That's going to look like a big deal. Mm. I think it's there's a, so much of a good idea in putting a belt on Logan Paul. I agree. Uh, and D4C here says uh, watching wrestling while high is something else <laughs> 5 out of 5 for me Dan I kind of need you to retain because I want to see Ollie challenge you for that title one day Dan versus Ollie the magic man versus the magic man don't worry I'll retain it it's going to be fine um, and yeah that's it that is all anyone had to say about this episode of Monday Night Raw well we're about to have a go home show so uh, they, they can't really be making too much effort now can they <laughs> I guess not um, man I've just seen the poll 47% thumbs up 46 in the mid yeah it was but I mean that's that's fair it was that's, a yeah, for well, me well, it was a mid yeah but usually like you and I come into these shows being like oh this is a mid show and then be like no it's thumbs up I had a mm. really good time this is genuinely one of the first times where you and I have said that's a mid show and we were like 
and the chat's gone, yeah, that was a mid-show. He's saying we're finally men of the people. Well, I'm always a man of the people. I'm not. <laughs> Do you not hear the story about how I stole someone's place at the bar? <laughs> That's true. That's what we've got time for on this edition of the WrestleTalk podcast. We'll be back on Thursday with the AEW Dynamite review. but uh, And then on Saturday, it's going to be the SmackDown review. Next week will be a busy old time because we'll have the Raw review. We'll have Collision. We will have Crown Jewel predictions going up, as well as the AEW Dynamite, as well as SmackDown, and as well as our live reactions for WWE Crown Jewel live from the Long Arm Pub and Brewery. Get your tickets right now that are available in the link in the video description down below or being spammed in the chat by our wonderful moderating team also don't forget tomorrow to join us for parts for unknowns wednesday night war absolutely we are going to be here in this very studio over on parts for unknown playing through wwe my gm mode on 2k23 um you i've got to make a comeback now yeah because uh someone... because laurie was better than you laurie was nudged because, into laurie, the lead laurie was better than you in that in that final show Mm. and um he's now taken over so it's got it's the big comeback for dan layton now it's a marathon not a sprint <laughs> we'll see you tomorrow on parts for known and thursday on here take care everyone i've been luco and dad that has been the professor of the truth dan layton jam that jam Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.